Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a conversation about the mundane. One thing we try to deliver is a conversation that will be less than fascinating so that you can feel free to just sort of drift off. So at this point, I'll put in a little warning. Please do not operate heavy machinery like the truck that you just heard drive by while you're listening to the Insomnia Project as... We don't want you to drift off while you're driving a car or operating a tractor, um, using a bulldozer or whatnot. But I do want to thank you for joining us. We hope you will listen and sleep. I'm your host, Marco Timpano. And I'm your co-host, Nidhi Khanna. Marco, somebody lovely out there in our listenership, if we can call it that. In the sphere of Insomnia Project. Exactly was kind enough to nominate us for a Canadian Comedy Award in the category of Best uh, Audio. Best Audio Show or Series. So whoever that was, it was an anonymous uh, nomination. It wasn't me, even though I have won a Canadian Comedy Award in the past. Well, it wasn't me either. So it was a lovely surprise. Yes. So uh, we just wanted to take a moment to thank our lovely nominator, and uh, encourage our fans of the Insomnia Project to go online and uh, vote for for us us. because they're going to narrow it down to five nominees in each category. So if you go to www.canadiancomedyawards.org and you scroll down or pull the little drop screen to the last category which is Best Audio Show or Series. You will see us listed as... Actually, it's listed as The Insomnia Show, and that's how I know you didn't do it, because I'm like, Nitty wouldn't have misnamed our podcast in a category. You're very meticulous. I'm very meticulous about branding. And so I had to click on the link to see, to ensure that it was our podcast that was nominated and not some other podcast. So please, uh, we invite you to go click on it vote and who knows we might end up one of the top five well and if we do that we will uh maybe we will have to do a podcast with our fellow nominees oh that and you know it's interesting that you should say that nitty because nug his podcast illusionoid uh, illusionoid is nominated as well do you remember we did a um podcast it's actually a um, a show on Sirius Satellite, 
and um, it is also a podcast, The Humble and Fred Show. Oh, yes, of course. They're also nominated. So we were on their show talking about our podcast years ago. Yes. Well, look at that. So it's a small world in the best audio, audio show or series category. But uh, thank you once again to our lovely fans out there. And thank you, of course, um, to uh, Nectarine Goth, who uh, on Twitter, Twitter suggested we check out the swing line stapler from a previous episode. That's because right. uh, if some of you may recall, Marco, oh, there he goes, stapling away, uh, has a particular I don't know, do you want to call it, uh, it's not an affection for staplers, but a particular... Uh, well, it's kind of like a need for a good stapler, you right, know? Right, right. And so swing line was, the swing line stapler was suggested to us. And of so course, we listen, we listen to our, our listeners. We do. And so, Marco, I see that uh, you've picked up a very bright blue, an aqua blue swing line stapler so nindy here's the thing i went to one of these um office supply stores and i'm like i'm gonna go look for a swing line stapler because it was recommended by one of our listeners and there is a great deal of swing line staplers oh really yeah and it ranges from let's say the nine dollar mark to the 47 dollar oh, mark wow. yeah so it's quite quite a range and the swing line stapler is known for their red stapler, which I didn't know. But once you see it, you're like, oh, yeah, that stapler. It's like the Louboutin of staplers. Kind of, I guess. Well, then. So I was like, do I buy the red one? Because that's the one. But it was a little bit pricier because it's a metal stapler, right? That one's uh, the, the whole mm, stapler casing is made out of uh, hard, heavy metal. Oh. And I feel like you have to actually have the stapler on a table or a hard surface to staple. You know, I'm, you know what I'm saying? It's not one you can do easily in your hands. Gotcha. I'm, and I see a photo of it right here. And I understand what you mean. It's not... There's no grip on it. It's... Right. It's kind of old school. I like it. It's like a retro stapler. Yeah. You know what? It kind of looks like the stapler your grandfather would have on uh, his oak desk. Yeah. Or that your... Shouldn't just say your grandfather. Your grandmother would have in her, uh, you know, area where she would do um, accounting and whatnot. Not to be, you know, gender bias, but it just looks like one of those old school staplers. You know what I'm saying? Right. And um, so it was a tough decision. I will be honest with you. I kind of oscillated between three, and I was kind of like, uh, do I buy the classic red? Do I buy the one that staples? you know through many different state uh, pages and that has a secure grip or whatever it was advertising before you go on marco yes i just need to say one thing please because i don't know if you know this fun fact but do you remember the movie office space uh I, it was I like do. old yeah. school jennifer aniston it well, was like now you lost me a jennifer four, <laughs> four guys pre-friends okay. all of that um leprechaun no, I think no. she was in a horror film called Leprechaun. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> I think so. Interesting. Um, it was like four oh, she guys. she was in Leprechaun 2. It was even like Oh, yeah, so it's even random. more rancid. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there were like four guys. They hate their jobs, and they go, and they try and like defraud the company of money by um, through like some sort of 
accounting rounding era and they end up with like millions of dollars and this was like pre wall street collapse so it was pre all the, those crazy things but okay. um yeah it was kind of like a cult classic but anyone out there who knows office space might know that um it was a swing line a red swing line stapler was prominent throughout the, the film apparently so well there you go another reason to go back and watch office space well i picked the stapler based on price and color okay. it finally came down to i was like you know i could spend 27 bucks and then i'm going to be assured that it's going to be great will you though well kind of like a, i would expect it to be great right at that price but i was like it should be great at a lesser price and so i was like and the other thing about the one that stapled through like a lot of pages required a different type of staple and oh. I wanted the standard staple because I have quite a few standard staples and I don't want to get a stapler where I then have to search for a particular brand of staple that matches with that stapler. I want to be able to walk into a dollar store, into a hardware store, into a um, office supply store or to just take it off a desk when I'm at somebody's office at work and take those staples and use it in my stapler. So you just want to be a thief, well, essentially. Well, if, listen, if my staple needs require me to do some, you know, let's say shady business, I'm not, I'm not going to suppress that urge. Have you ever stolen office supplies? Oh, like, yes. So on of the scale course. of, like, theft, mm -hmm. let's say, does office supplies even count? No. I, no. I, right. I agree. I have taken so many... So, Nidhi, this is, this is great. So I used to work for a television station, right? And I had to do work on my bosses. And my, and my, my boss was like, go through my Rolodex, find up this person's number, call them up, and make, an, make, an, make an, an appointment for an interview for some show, right? So I was like, okay. Going through his Rolodex, this is, now, I must say, I was still in university and college, and... This was many years ago. But then I started to stumble. So, like, you know, you stumble through people's names. And then all of a sudden I would hit, I would stumble through really famous people's names. So I took out a pen and paper and I copied. No, you yes, didn't. It's totally. Yes, totally. Well, one of them was one of my heroes. Okay. So it was the Prime Minister of Canada, former Prime Minister of Canada. Oh, my God, uh, which is, And it's so... Uh, it's so apropos that I should be mentioning this right now. Actually, this is something... I actually don't think you should be mentioning this oh, at all. No, I'd be happy to mention this because it's like a confession from like <laughs> 20 years ago or whatever. Statue of limitations no well, longer. I could care less. What are you going to do? Come after me for this. So I write down... I wrote down two names from my boss's Rolodex. Now, you, you, you work in an office setting. Do you think this is wrong that I did this? Yes. Great. So... I wrote down Pierre Trudeau's oh my God, home address Marco. in Montreal, right? And his son is cr our current prime minister, Justin Trudeau. So his father was a hero of mine. I wrote down his information, and I wrote him a letter. Okay, at least you didn't show up at his house No, 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 I'm not a stalker, like but I wrote a letter. I I'm a thief, not a stalker, clearly. <laughs> and I got a response. So I was... From him or like a kind no, of no. generic response? From him. Oh. Yeah, and I'll show it to you. I have it framed. You, you've probably walked by that photo of a uh, framed uh, letter that I got back from the, prime, the former Prime Minister of Canada. So, the other famous person's information, you'll never be able to guess. Oh, but I so want to. Please feel free. 
Is this like an actor? No. Oh. It's, it's the husband of some a famous. It's the husband of a famous singer. The husband of a famous yeah. singer. Oh, I have no idea. So this person's also the manager of this famous, or was the manager of this famous singer. Oh, yeah. We'll spend the entire podcast with Fair me enough. guessing. Okay, so Rene Angelil, husband, who has since passed away. Um, I had his cell phone number in my Rolodex. Oh, no, that, yeah. Marco. Because I guess before she became really famous, yes. she was on this television yes. show or yeah. whatnot and or television uh, came to this television station and whatnot and so because he was her manager his number was in there and at the time i'm like mm, you never know this might pay, may might prove useful so i had his a personal cell phone number in my rolodex i could probably find it somewhere did you ever call it no i never called it because i never had reason to right but i just thought you never know when you have to when you need to get in touch with celine dion it's good to have her now dead husband's phone number in your back pocket so yeah this is something that no one no one knows that i did this so there you go wow well that was so when i said oh i don't necessarily think office supplies are theft i was thinking more along you know i took a couple of post-it notes or a pen i don't know this is another level marco (laughs) when you start with like you know do you remember those um they were like when you punch a hole in and paper and then the hole would start to rip you'd have these little yes those little like um round stickers yeah it starts with that which they're probably no longer making them but i i had a ton of those paper clips um staples post-it notes um you know starts with things little things like that and then it leads to going through your boss's rolodex and taking famous people's numbers this is quite the spectrum i was honestly just thinking about a pen but You've outshone me on this. Listen, listen, yeah, that's about that's about as that's big a theft that I did was personal information of famous people in my boss's Rolodex. <laughs> but you know, uh, well, he should. I mean, the lesson here is that he should have secured his Rolodex. Right, and he should have treated me better. Oh well, you didn't say that part well, about it. You know, listen. A happy employee doesn't take Celine Dion's husband's phone number from your Rolodex. Right. Right. Fair. Um, but let's get back to this swing line because... I, so, so, what do you think... So you have the ten dollar version. Yeah, this was like eleven. Let's say eleven twenty-five. I should. I should. And and what did the forty-five dollar version look like? Or it was massive. It, and it looked like something like a that heavy-duty would, one. It looked like something that would staple a thick booklet i think it 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 would stay like 140 pages or something like that so i got this one because i was like you know what i'm gonna get the lower end model lower end in the in the sense of price and i'm gonna see how this is and if i like it and i like it because i was i was kind of like see how this goes and then maybe i'll get another one that's a little bit more pricey I like the color. I like that it's that's kind of like retro looking too. Like maybe that's their thing because when I look online, I see some other kind of cool swing line versions that are like bright orange and even their mini staplers are really cute. I didn't like, want to get a mini stapler. I saw them, yeah, and I was kind of like, mm, No. I want, a, I want a stapler. I want a proper stapler. 
And I want one that doesn't jam, so it hasn't jammed as of yet. Good. So I don't know if there's other brands. Because then when I was there, I was looking for other brands of staplers, and they just had the... Swing line? No, they had the swing line and... Like the Staples brand or whatever the... Yeah, it was also the the brand of the of the place that I was in. Right. And that was it. And I was kind of like, okay, so... Huh. Wow. And there you go. So I'll so keep you... thank you, I'll, swing line. I will keep you posted with... I mean, it's still a little early for me to give you my final judgment on this. Okay. Well, we'll have to revisit this topic. You know, like, yeah, exactly. Let's Let's revisit this, you know, when we get to episode 125. Okay. Because I think that'll be a good gauge where I can I can concretely say whether or not I endorse this stapler. Stapler. Okay. I, I will say I do endorse pilfering a bit of office supplies <laughs> from your work office area. Have you ever made photocopies at work for stuff that was personal? I mean, yeah, but not like Listen. massive amounts. I'm pretty... I don't know. I'm a pretty. I'm a pretty. Conscientious. Cons- yeah. <laughs> conservative. No, I photocopied that books that I needed. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> giving me a heart attack. Well, I don't know if I photocopied books. I'm just. I might be exaggerating, but I photocopied stuff. I, I will say this though: for every sort of, um, say, gray area, illegal sort of theft <laughs> oh, I've no. done at the office, I've more than proved myself in other ways. Sure. Fair enough. Yes. I once put out a fire. Oh. Um, that was taking place around a whole bunch of people I was working with. They all froze as they saw the fire start to. I know it's all this the confessions of things that have happened. Why were there no emergency evacuation procedures like fire? You know. Leave. Well, it's it's a really good question. Like when when it happens, there's a moment of, oh my god, there's a fire. Right. And it happened during a show. So I was in a, I was in a show. Oh. And all the, all the performers were on stage. And we were in the middle of it. The person who was, let's say, reciting lines or performing in this case, had his, had his back to the flames. And everyone just kind of looked and, and saw the fire grow. And so I just got up from the spot Wait, where... Wait, was his back still to the flames as the fire's growing? Yes, because he was performing. So his back wasn't on fire. It was it was about, let's say, three feet behind him on a little... Um, ledge or something? Like a little ledge. There was a candle and there was some plastic flowers. And the plastic, I believe it was the plastic flowers, started to... Oh, no. Were too close to the flames, so they started to ignite. But everything behind it was obviously a stage prop so it could have all caught on fire right and so and he ev- didn't feel it getting warmer and warmer? no because it was it was the Still, beginning of the okay, fire right so, so, okay and he was he was in the middle of reciting his dramatic moment like his his monologue right and everybody but there's people all around him and they didn't know what to do because they could see the fire growing but they sat in their spots where they were supposed to be oh you know? I understand. And what I do is I just got up from where I was, right in the middle of him speaking. I picked up the flowers that were on fire, and I just batted them till they went out. And then I went back to my spot and sat down. Wait, and did you do it in character? Kind of, yeah. Oh, wow. But then I was kind of like, well, it's either <laughs> it's either I, I take this moment to interrupt the performance to ensure that the 
theater doesn't catch on fire. Sure. Or I allow it to catch on fire to the point where someone says fire and everybody gets out and then someone deals with it. So you I just dealt with You were the hero it. of the show, really. I felt that way, but no one really sort of gave me the... No. I think the it, accolades? It happened... I think because it happened quick... And you and were I so was, seamless about and it. I was deter- and I was very determined and in control. So right. it seemed like it didn't seem as big as it was or could have been. Right. Or it seemed like some sort of joke that everyone was like, oh, this is meant to happen. The audience didn't realize. Right. So there you go. You did your job They didn't well. realize. And to be honest with you, I think it was only the, let's say, eight actors that were close to it that would have noticed how big the flames could have got. I understand. And would have been like, yeah, the whole place could have caught on fire. Okay. So that makes a bit more sense. I thought there were just a bunch of people watching a fire and didn't know what to do. No, no. <laughs> so, no. but if you're on stage, yeah, maybe But it it's interesting weird. because, you know... It's it's that that moment that you question what would I do in this case would it, would it be yeah, flight sure. or fright uh, sorry f- uh, flight or fight yep or fright I guess there you go I've added another yeah. one uh, or a combination thereof and you don't know until you're in a situation where you have to sort of deal with something that's going on so I hope hopefully our listeners and we don't ever have to be put in a position like that but it's just interesting to note I have. Um kind of either or reactions depending on the situation fair like it's not one versus the other but sometimes i'll definitely go into fight mode right but if it's something like um you know uh, i don't know like a fear of heights or something like that i'll definitely go into flight mode where i'm like just get me out of this situation and i don't care um, I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of heights either. No, mm. no. But anyways, that's a whole other topic. Sure. Um, what Marco, are you good with? What are you like, what is, what is something where it's like, I'm, I can really handle myself whereas other people have issues with? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. I'm really good at, uh. No, actually, that's a mm. great question. Yeah. I haven't really thought about that. I'd have to be a little bit more introspective, but I'm really good at like doing things on my own. Like okay. I can go into a new city and kind of figure things okay. out. Uh, whereas some people need constant support in sure. that, you know, sure. or a lot more support, not constant support. Uh, but for me, like I can land somewhere and then just just figure it out. Yeah, figure you're not it out. afraid to be like. In a city you've never been in before. and No, because I've done it so many times now that right. I know, like, what needs to happen. Okay, I need to do A, B, C, and D. I need to figure out where not to go. Right. I need to... There's just certain skills that I think you develop when you're in those type of situations sure. that you can apply to any city. What's the most difficult city you've ever been into with regards to navigating and being able to sort of, like, get a handle of things? Oh, I think any city in India. Oh, really? Yeah, like I find it diff. Like I would never be able to navigate that very well. Like everything from the roads to like things don't make sense in the same. It's kind of like an organized chaos. Okay. Uh, or a disorganized chaos. Sure. I'm not sure. So, um, I think it would be difficult for me to. But you understand the language, like would you minimally? Be- right, but minimally. I. I my Italian's probably better than my Hindi. Fair, fair enough. <laughs> but um, Tokyo was difficult. See, I found Tokyo 
easy only because they're so organized. Like everything makes sense. That, like, I guess it was because I I messed up with the train. Oh well, I can do it. And I was kind of like, I should. It shouldn't have been that hard. And and I think part of it is because a I was just staffed that day. Right. B. Not a lot is in English, which I don't have a problem with because I don't feel every country has to have everything in written in every other language. So it's, you know, the person who's the visitor who has to make that extra effort. I don't Absolutely. necessarily think the host nation or the people of that nation have to make ha- the effort. Have to make the effort, and if they do, it's it's really wonderful, is what I will say. So I blame myself. I found Paris the first time I was in Paris. It was not. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I was just like. Maybe it was because I was young, and maybe it was because um, I faced a bunch of challenges there. But uh, but it was interesting. It was like I, I it was a I also think it was a city I didn't expect it to be as challenging as it was, and that's where I realized my French wasn't as strong as I thought it was in oh. my mind. So was it a language thing that you mm. found challenging, or the it was people, just big. It was really, or the it was really? it was big. And I'm talking about the subway. It was big. I, f- I find the like Listen. Paris small in comparison. I, and I will say this was the first time I was there. Now I go to Paris and I'm like, breeze. Yeah, yeah. it's so funny. It sounds so. We sound so smug. Like look really at us do. traveling and yeah, I know. how easy and hard these places are. But <laughs> these it's just privileged podcast <laughs> hosts. It's but it's a lot of the travel that we've done has been for work yeah. and for other things. So like, please don't. Please don't write in saying, you guys are just elitist snobs. <laughs> I am, but, but not necessarily when it comes to travel. Only when you're stealing Listen, contact information. I don't look at it as stealing. I look at it as an exchange of information <laughs> that... Uh, what information they get on you, though? Oh, they, are, they got so much from me. They got tons from me. So much of my work. Uh, I was a co-op student there before oh. I got hired. So they got a lot of free work got from you. me. You know, when you do that and... And companies really can teach their co-op students or they can use them as office slaves. Well, mm-hmm. let's just say they used me a little bit more as an office slave than, than helping my career or helping helping to teach me. It's funny because uh, I interned in France uh, a few it years ago. It always comes back to it France. It always comes back to France. And they actually pay their interns there. Some companies here do that as well. And I think it's a great thing because then you want to get value for the money you put in and you want to instill more than just, you know, oh, here comes the co-op student. Right. right. Well, I think this was more like from a government. Like, they they have to pay in Oh, that's great. What no did matter. you do there? Uh, I worked... Are you um, able to say? Uh, I worked at... <laughs> talk about how elitist this is going to sound. Well, here I worked you go. at a resort hotel. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, it was super fun. It's funny because when you talk about the, working in the tourism sector, it uh, sounds glamorous, it sounds but it's glamorous. not. And it's not because I've it's done it too. It's the worst. It's, you, you know, you're not on vacation. No. In fact, you're trying to ensure that other people's vacations turn out well. And if you've ever been the person who's on vacation who's not having a good time, just think about how you talk to people who should be helping you. That's what you're constantly receiving. Oh yeah, and it's it's like. Uh, People, when they're on vacation, if their demands are not met, it's a bigger deal than if they weren't on vacation, right? right? Like, every small thing becomes so huge. And I get it Listen, to a I've certain been that, point. I've been that person. Right? Like, yeah, of course. It's like you want everything perfect. This is your vacation. You work hard. You want to play hard. You want to, like, enjoy. Um, but there's some things, some people who 
it's almost like they become these unreasonable beings. It's like, you didn't staple it with the swing line. You stapled it with the other brand of stapler. Um, Or, I mean, (laughs) those kind of nuanced requests. I had... Get me this fax within five minutes. I had a couple that I would have to get chocolate peanut M&Ms for them every single day of their trip. And I was in southern Italy where Italians would look at chocolate (laughs) M&Ms and say, this is the worst chocolate ever. Why would you give them this when you could have an array of great European or Italian chocolate? You don't question. You just do. You just do. And I had to get it for these these horrible, horrible... (laughs) horrible people and that's all I'll say well you know what that sounds like karma Marco coming back to you for (laughs) your theft of personal property but we want to take this moment to once again say thank you to all our listeners out there Uh, definitely go on to the website and vote for us at the Canadian Comedy Awards dot org org, and it's awards so plural plural Uh, we'll put it in the bio of this episode as well so that people know where to go it's the last category that you would uh, bring down on little on the drop down thank you i was gonna say the scroll down screen (laughs) um the insomnia project is produced by drumcast productions and we were recording from toronto canada today so until the next time we hope that you listen and sleep 